0: Welcome to the Relationship Unconscious podcast series. I'm Dr. James Tobin, a licensed psychologist and psychotherapist. My clinical practice is based in Newport Beach, California, and I work with individuals, couples, and families primarily on their relationship issues. I also conduct psychotherapy groups and interactive educational workshops on romantic relationship issues and parenting concerns. In this podcast series, Relationship Unconscious, I focus on how the mind's unconscious influences the way we think, feel, and behave in our relationships. Although we probably like to think our conscious intentions and desires determine how our relationships play out, Unfortunately, that's not really the case. Freud established the significance of the mind's unconscious in determining many aspects of our intrapsychic and interpersonal lives. And since the time of his contributions, our knowledge base has evolved considerably. Drawing from all I've learned from my patients in 17 years of clinical practice, It's my hope that this podcast series will capture just how the unconscious impacts our relationships, and perhaps even more importantly, will help listeners navigate the mind's tendencies, especially those tendencies that hinder the attainment of healthy, fulfilling relationships. If you'd like to learn more about my psychotherapy practice, group and workshop offerings, and other services I provide, Please visit my website at www.jamestobinphd.com That's www.jamestobinphd.com or email me at jt at A self and a name. Breathe reflection in the wake of a college admissions scandal despite the notoriety of the 2016 publication of angela duckworth's grit the power of passion and perseverance it appears that a significant contingent of contemporary adolescents is trending toward attitudes and behaviors directly opposing the value of effort and by extension its apparent psychological social and emotional benefits we would probably all agree that learning from failure and disappointment is a good thing at any age but humility comes at a cost that some youths seem reluctant to pay. It's not uncommon for teens I see in my clinical practice to say to me, I just don't want to try so hard. I want to reserve my energy. I don't want to deplete myself. If I study six hours more per week, I can raise my GPA but what would I have to give up? More often than not, it is my impression that these statements are made with sincere conviction, not a rebellious bravado, and a pure heartfelt. I often find myself wanting to offer some challenge about the importance of goals and ambition, some encouragement to push and strive but then I take pause as I reflect on the other teens I see in treatment, those who are engrossed with numerous extracurricular activities and GPAs well north of 4.0, obsessing about the number of AP courses they will have taken by the time they apply for college. Which group of kids is the more psychologically healthy one and notwithstanding the answer to that question are societal pressures for success and prestige so groundless and out of proportion that we may actually be socializing our children to think about themselves and their lives in disturbingly unhealthy ways Perhaps there is a line connecting the parents implicated in the recent college admission scandal with more insidious communications to children from any number of sources that suggest self-worth is an oxymoron, that the value of one's self pales in comparison to the symbolization of achievement. That to exist is to achieve, not to be a person, or in psychological parlance, not to be a self. Becoming a self involves the gradual and often painful process of coming to terms with what one discovers about one's character and the human condition, each of which is flawed. It involves an emerging understanding of one's strengths and limitations and how these relate to highly personalized experiences of ease and difficulty in social and relational contexts. It centers on approaching disappointment not as something to be avoided or eliminated but as a key emotional and psychological capacity which fosters the subjective awareness of one's unique vision and voice. Imagine a child's exposure to a succession of familial, social, academic, and communal experiences in which what was espoused had more to do with self-insight, self-acceptance, and relational attunement than the name of an institution viewed as more important than one's own. Thanks for listening to the Relationship Unconscious podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to react to something you've heard, I encourage you to email me at jt at Also, please add a rating and review the Relationship Unconscious podcast on iTunes. Thanks for being such a great support of this podcast. Tune in next time for more on how the unconscious influences our relationships.